everybody, and welcome to Laughing Liberally Milwaukee, the podcast. Brought to you by the Shepherd Express, I'm your host, Matthew Filipovich. Every episode, I'm going to bring on one of the regular comedians from Laughing Liberally Milwaukee, which when we're not in a horrible, awful global pandemic, is a monthly live progressive political stand-up comedy show. We're going to discuss and joke about a news story, and then we'll talk a bit about comedy. As I announced on the last episode, coming up this Friday... March the 19th, we will be doing another live, virtual, online stand-up comedy show to mark one year of our isolation and to laugh together to help stave off pandemic madness. It is Laughing Liberally Milwaukee's Pan-Aversary Extravaganza. In addition to myself, we have comedy from past guests, including Chastity Washington, Dana Ehrman, Sean Vesquez, and the accountants of Homeland Security. It's going to be a really, really fun night. Again, it's this Friday, March the 19th at 8 p.m. Central. Streaming tickets are only $5 per household. You can get them at laughingliberallymke.com. I'm so excited that our guest this week is the extremely funny John Josh Fred. Josh, thank you so much for being on the show. Hi, glad to be here. All right, so Josh, now that Donald Trump is no longer the president, and I still love saying that, he's no longer the president, <laughs> I have to I have to wonder, is there a more embarrassing elected official than Wisconsin's own Ron Johnson? Maybe, maybe Marjorie Taylor Greene, maybe, but it's close. So what did old Ronnie boy do now? Well, this week, he was discussing the right-wing Capitol insurrection with right-wing radio host Joe Pegs, and he said that he never really felt threatened by the right-wing Capitol rioters because, quote, quote, I knew those were people that love this country, that truly respect law enforcement, <laughs> would never do anything to break the law, and so I wasn't concerned, end quote. Okay, this is, this is a fine example. Like, how many lies can you fit into one sentence, right? All right. All right. For starters, they'd never break the law. Okay. Right now, over 300 people have been arrested for breaking the law at the Capitol that day, including some, some for actually assaulting law enforcement officers who they apparently truly respect. They truly, they respect them so much they had to beat them down, right? But okay, it gets worse. Like that, it's, that's stupid and horrible, but it gets so much worse. Good old Rojo went on to say, quote, Now, had the tables been turned, Joe, this could get me in trouble. Had the tables been turned and President Trump won the election, and those were tens of thousands of Black Lives Matter and Antifa protesters, I might have been a little concerned. End quote. You gotta love how he said, this could get me in trouble. It's sort of like when your racist <laughs> uncle begins a conversation by saying, Look, I'm not a racist. And then he goes on to say something horribly, horribly racist. <laughs> like, it's like, I'm not concerned about white rioters. White insurrectionists love the country. Unlike, well, you know who, am I right? I mean, <laughs> Ron Johnson is such a racist embarrassment. Josh, what is your take on all this? Well, um, first of all, it's been a while since I lived in Wisconsin. Back when I lived in Wisconsin, Feingold was the senator. <laughs> and it's just like, this is, it's just such a disappointment <laughs> at this point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, when I was hearing the article, the thing that like popped in my mind is um, I was at um, I was at a clothing store in my hometown, Rockford, and 
all this suddenly, uh, this is a couple of months ago, and all of a sudden they told us we have to get out of the store right away. They're shutting down the store. And then all the other stores in the area shut down. And it turned out the police had called all the stores and were like, you have to shut down right now. There's rioters everywhere. Oh, wow. And I'm like looking around outside. There's there's no rioters. And it turns out a block away, some Black Lives Matter people had a cookout. Wow. <laughs> the police are going full Karen there, right? <laughs> full Karen got, got um, an entire street shut down because of a cookout right of course yeah uh, so evil yeah man one thing even that, that kills me even more about about rojo here is like okay a couple of weeks ago he was actually and in senate testimony he actually was saying that the ones who stormed the capitol were actually not trump uh, supporters they were fake trump supporters so really he actually should have been afraid right like if they if they weren't actually trump supporters they probably were actually antifa and so ron johnson probably should have been petrified well, I don't believe for a second he believes anything that he says. <laughs> right. True. I mean, um, with Republicans, all of them, it, it's not about who the, what their argument is. It's what the target is. Mm, yeah. The target never changed. The argument is whatever suits them in that second. Yeah. One thing, too, that, that you also have to remember about Ron Johnson and, and the fact that he says he wasn't concerned. I mean, he probably shouldn't have been concerned considering, like, Beyond Donald Trump, it was essentially him, Ted Cruz, and Holly, who were like the main proponents of the big lie that the election (laughs) was stolen from Donald Trump. So yeah, probably (laughs) if these people storming the gates right now, they probably weren't going to go after Ron Johnson because like, oh, we know that guy. He's the guy that said, come here. He's the guy that said the election was stolen. How you doing, buddy? They got a pat on the back going by. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um you know, I'm wondering, do we know what Ron Johnson was doing that day? Was he actually in <laughs> hiding? Was he helping them? We're like, hey, hey, AOC's over here, you know? Yeah, letting them in. We we know there were some cops who let people in, which is pretty frightening. Who knows if, who knows if Ron Johnson was actually part of that, right? <laughs> I wouldn't put anything past him, to be honest. Yeah. So, Josh, another aspect of this podcast is actually a discussion of the art of comedy. So what might listeners be surprised to hear about doing comedy? Well, it's actually gotten me jobs. Hmm. Yeah. Um, there, there was a, a brief time where I worked for an insurance company as, a, as an insurance salesman, and my interviewer actually um, was was like impressed of you know oh you can go around and you know talk to all these different people and get all these different producers to book you and that you know going out of your way and exerting yourself and making me seem like I'm actually more extroverted than I really am. <laughs> but and, and then it's also helped me with like other jobs you know um, being able to to talk to different people and put myself out there. Um, I am not necessarily the most extroverted person, but I know how to put up that front now. Well, so how has, you know, we're now into one year of the of lockdown and the pandemic. How has comedy been treating you in the pandemic? Have you done, what, what, what have you been doing comedy-wise since it's all, this, hor- this horror show started? Well, I've, I've done less uh, actually performing myself and more writing. Um, it's got me thinking in a morbid sense of like, I want something like tangible that I've actually done that I could show people like here are these things that I wrote, mm-hmm. but also because I'm not out in the co- clubs and um, I just got vaccinated, hoping to get back soon. So awesome. Um, uh, but I've, I've been writing a lot and uh, a bunch of friends and I are working on this new website called queercoded.com. 
Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like the um, we're trying to be like the onion for like LGBT issues. And so, um, you know, we were, you know, riffing on like pink news and queer tea and websites like that. And we're still in the, the startup sessions. But if you go there now, we do have a whole bunch of articles there and they're really funny. Uh, I've. I've written some of them. Um, I've written, well, I've written about a quarter of them. And then we've got a lot of other amazing people working on it as well. I'll let them talk about it themselves. Um, but uh, it, it's great because I can like show like, here's hey, what I've been doing. And it's a lot easier to get to show people than trying to get them to watch like a blurry video on my cell phone of my performances <laughs> that you really had to be there for. Right. Well, uh, before I let you go, where can people find this, this new amazing website and where can people find you on social media? Uh, queercoded.com. So just, just exactly like it says, no, um, no dashes or anything. Um, that's the main place to find me these days. Um, I do have a Twitter Martian Josh, but I, I'm not on it as often as I'd like to be. Um, really, the, the ma- my main focus right now is the website. So that's where I would send people. Excellent. Josh, thank you so much for what you're doing. And thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. All right, everybody, I want to thank you so much for listening to episode 19 of Laughing Liberally Milwaukee. We have new episodes with a new comedian on the first and third Wednesday of every month. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can find out more at laughingliberallymke.com. Until next time, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll see you at the next Laughing Liberally Milwaukee.